Welcome to the Run Align podcast. I'm Steena Trujan, and I'm a certified chi running and chi walking instructor. I host epic chi running retreats for women in my hometown of Tensleep, Wyoming. At Run Aligned, my mission is to teach you good running form so you can run pain-free and enjoy running. I was a runner who a few years into a running journey started having recurrent injuries. Think shin splints, runner's knees, hip bursitis. I would take time off to heal, but every time I returned to running, the same injury recurred all over again. Since learning the chi running approach, I now run pain-free and have for two years. Since then, I've been coaching others and leading chi running retreats. Here in the Run Align podcast, I'll share the principles of chi running to help you unlock a new way of running injury-free. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Run Align podcast. Yay, welcome back, mindful runners. Today's episode is a special one. I really want to tie together what we've been talking about on the previous episodes. You'll remember in episode one, we discussed how chi running helps us experience more empowered running by redefining what running success means. Then on episode three, we narrowed it down and explored how chi running teaches focus and sustained attention, which helps us overcome what I called our TikTok brain, really just our scattered focus or our dislike for being or for feeling bored. Last week on episode four, Beth Klein, a movement coach, brought a nuanced perspective of listening to our bodies on and off the trail because they're telling us a story. So today we're going to go for a run together. I'll be sharing practical chi running techniques and real-time implementations, connecting the dots from our past discussions. It's a real-time listen to how I implement form focuses. Are you ready? Lace up and let's go. So today's run is a tempo run, 38 minutes starting out in zone one, zone two, and then 18 minutes of zone three, and then back to zone two and one again. So I've got the dogs ready to head out. It's still dark out, so we're we're all wearing light up gears. And so I'm just warming up right now. And chi running, we don't advocate stretching and whatnot as we warm up because it's kind of contraindicated for cold muscles. What we do instead is body looseners. And so they do a really good job of warming up, loosening up tendons and ligaments and whatnot. And what I really appreciate about them is that they're just very intuitive. They kind of start from the ground up. You start with your ankles and loosen up your ankles and the knee rolls and then you move up to your pelvis sacrum spine and then shoulders you can hear one of the dogs really eager to go so anyways that's where we're starting up and i'll pick it up again as we get out on the trail all right so i'm out on the trail and i just started my watch and i have five minutes in zone one and two 
And so often when I start my warm-up, I'm happy to just walk for a little bit. I know I didn't used to be. I felt I really needed to get going right out of the gate, which doesn't really make sense when I think about it. And I think it was just either my ego getting in the way or I wasn't even taking the time to think about why would I start out so hard right off the bat when I literally go from almost being sedentary to thinking that I just need to take off like a herd of wild horses. So I wanted to just walk you through what goes through my mind. And so I'm out here, I'm walking, and this is my chance to, for the first time maybe, really kind of connect with my body, right? As I'm out here now getting ready to to go for a run. I definitely tune into posture. And as I've mentioned in other episodes, that's kind of the foundation for for having a good run. I need to be in good posture. So I really need to make sure that my postural alignment is good, that my shoulders, hips, and ankles are connected, that I have my column. And since I'm walking, I really don't need to fall forward very much. It's just a very, very slight fall. And you can probably hear my footsteps. They're faster than I used to be when I would walk because my stride length is shorter. So that's another thing. So this whole time where I'm warming up, it's just really a good time to first off kind of set myself up using these form focuses that we teach in chi running as well as body sensing which is one of our chi skills that underlies everything really checking in with my body which is great here at 5 45 in the morning right because i haven't really had a chance to body sense yet at this time of the day so really just kind of checking in with my body how does it feel how do my feet feel when they land on the ground? Am I, am I wobbly? Am I, are they solid? How does it then feel in my ankles moving up? So I just kind of start, I like to start from the ground down and move up. And am I relaxing my calves moving up? Am I relaxing my legs? How do my knees feel? And just kind of moving up my whole body as I just kind of check in, maybe for the first time in a day. It really feels incredible and it offers this mind-body opportunity. And so, as you can tell, my, my body's had it, or my mind has had a direction for its thoughts, right? where in the past it might have been about well I gotta gotta crank these miles out and I gotta do it really fast so start the watch get going let's run and oh no now it feels hard now it feels uncomfortable I don't want to do that or why does it feel hard and uncomfortable it shouldn't be I should be feeling better those questions have kind of moved aside for how can I set myself up 
using these forum focuses that I know will support the best kind of running, the best kind of walking I can do. And then checking in with, how does that feel in my body right now? Am I feeling a little stiff somewhere? Am I feeling a little achy somewhere? Or am I feeling nice and relaxed? So, as I mentioned, I like to start out literally warming up by walking the first five minutes. And then, right now my watch just switched to zone two so what I'm gonna do next is I'm gonna set myself up with a metronome and you'll hear it play in the background and what it does is it keeps my rhythm for me I think you can hear it so this one is set for 173 I recommend anywhere from 170 280 because in keeping this rhythm we know that we turn our feet over quick enough it'll help shorten our stride length keep it short I won't be prone to overstriding then I won't be prone to heel striking and I won't really have tension anywhere because my feet will turn over fast enough so I really like the metronome for the fact that it just sits there in the background and helps me keep my pace subconsciously or keep my the rate at which my feet strike the ground right it just kind of does that on its own I don't need to overthink it I just match my feet to the beats so it's just there you can pick these up um, and get a clip on or you can just actually get an app on your phone that you can use and so if you do want to play around with a metronome you just want to offer up I didn't start at this beat my beat was much slower and that's okay so you go out and you measure yourself and find out where you're at by counting the number of times that, for instance, your right foot hits the ground in a minute. And of course, as you do this, you want to make it as normal of a run as it typically is. You don't want to change anything on that particular run. You want to get kind of an average read. And so, for instance, if the right foot hits the ground, 80 times or 85 times in a minute double that because that then gives you both feet and then you would know well at 80 you're at about 160 beats per minute so you have about at least 10 beats to go so rather than just upping yourself to 170 next time do that gradually it's one of the running principles of gradual progress that everything kind of builds on itself so you lay a good foundation and the way to increase your beat is to do it by just one beat a week right the brain won't know the difference so then for one week you keep it at the same 
beat per minute, which could be 160, and then the next week you go up by one beat only, so 161. So it'll take you, if you are at 160, it'll take you about 10 weeks, and that's perfectly fine. Again, we often find ourselves in this predicament of being in in a rush when really we're going to see better progress if we if we build up slower because we'll build up stronger the, the brain won't know the difference the body won't know the difference by then so like I said I just have that in my pocket and that just keeps pace for me keeps my rhythm so I'm about halfway through my zone 3 effort and I just wanted to take you along I'm coming up a hill and one of the things that I notice with hill running and that I want to share that can really help you when you run hills is a couple of things first off being okay with the fact that it's going to be hard. It's a hill run. But not approach it with it's going to be hard. So I'm just going to power through it, power up the hill without being present in the hill climb. Just try and get it over and done with. That won't serve you. And Every hill will then always feel hard or icky. Instead, learn from the hill. Feel what you need to do to make the hill feel less hard. By, not by trekking out. So, you can tell my metronome is at the same beat. It's still at 173. I haven't changed it because that doesn't set my pace. It really sets my foot turnover. And I want to keep my foot turnover high going uphill. So the way to do that is to take really short strides. I think it seems counterintuitive because I think in the past I have always navigated hills by taking long strides. But you can just imagine how out of good alignment you would be if you try and do that. The next thing I do is I really check in with my posture all the time and especially the component of lengthening my spine because when it gets hard, my spine tends to want to just collapse a little bit. I notice that by having this feeling of just settling in my lower back. So I know it's time to lengthen from the crown of my head. And that way, all of a sudden, I feel an inch taller and magically it feels lighter. It really does. Because I'm actually overcoming gravity that way. Then, 
what I tune into. And if these are the two things you can tune into on your next hill run, it's incredible. But if you're ready for one more tip, the next thing to tune into would be your arms. Because your arms will be doing more work than your legs in a way. So you'll swing your arms faster. And where the motion is usually wrist to ribs, elbows to ribs, you're now actually going to move your arms up a little higher. Almost like you imagine punching yourself under the chin, right? So giving yourself an uppercut. Of course, you're not going to do that. But, and you're going to keep your arms close to your body. And so that way, your arms will really help to pull you up. Because you want to continue to relax your legs. Relax your ankles, right, as you come up. So that's how I navigate a hill. And I know hill running is hard. And that's, I'm okay with that. That's kind of what running is, that we learn to navigate hard things, right? But using these form focuses make it feel much better. And then as I climb, I can then check in. I can kind of body sense, are my ankles loose and relaxed? Are my arms swinging or am I pumping? Because I want to be swinging, not pumping, and so forth. One of the things that really stands out to me is how chill I sound while I'm up running. I think so often the focus is solely on the goal distance on the training plan and it it almost hijacks the mind into just getting there finishing the run right but you can hear by my way of talking while I'm out running how relaxed and joyful it can be just noticing each body part waking up to the run having a system having a methodology has really helped me retrain my mind and create a bigger return for how good running and moving feels or can feel at least. So what I thought I'd also share today is I've received questions from listeners specific to running technique and today's episode seems like an appropriate episode to share the answers. So listen to this. The listener says, Chi running on muddy and slippery trails. And she goes on to say, I experienced different challenges and trails in this season. One being keeping cadence going at the same pace. She says, I'm thrown off sometimes by trying to steer clear of rocks, branches, so forth. And so this makes sense. One of the things to remember when we're running, especially on trails, is that you're probably going to have to pick your feet up higher. So just know that as you go into the run, you're going to have to do that. 
And at the same time, she also asks, relaxing my knees, feet, ankles seem more challenging on trails. And so along the same lines, it is. Think about trails compared to running on pavement. Trails is a dynamic surface. It changes all the time. And so it does require you to be more alert. What happens is a lot of runners tense their legs and ankles when they feel unstable on the surface because they want to maintain control of their balance, right? So they tend to tense instead. However, this makes us less adaptable to the ground and we're more likely to roll an ankle, the last thing we want to do, right? So what do we need to do? We need to relax more. It becomes even more important, right? To really notice relaxing. So my my piece of advice is continue to check in with your body as you run. And if you find you're holding tension, really release it. Really focus on releasing it. I'm not saying it's a, um, you know, one size fits all kind of thing or just a matter of pushing a button and getting it done. This is something that will be a continual practice as you're running, right? All right. This next question is about running uphill. My foot sliding back even when I take little steps. So I really appreciate how she's pointing out that she is taking little steps. This is a chi running focus. We do say small steps as we run uphill. So this is great that she's already doing that, but she still feels she's sliding back. So depending on the surface, I don't know if it's still trail running or if it's not trail running, let's pretend we're talking trail running. I would definitely say make sure you're wearing specific trail running shoes, meaning they should have a more aggressive, aggressive sole to where they can grip the surface better. So, and then the next question I would have is, is it so steep? Is the hill so steep that it's truly not runnable? If that's the case, you would switch to a different way of actually scaling an uphill, which would be more of a sidestepping. It looks a lot like imagining you're wearing a pair of cross-country skis. And then as you're trying to scale up a really steep hill, you're doing it sideways. So actually you're perpendicular to the hill instead of pointed forward. And then you go up sideways instead. Otherwise, again, my advice, if it is a runnable uphill and you still feel that your feet are sliding backwards despite this advice is to, is there a part of the surface where you would slide less? Is there maybe some grass on the side where you can, you can run with less, with better traction, I should say. And again, continue to really focus on relaxing. You might also have to engage your arms even more, right? Because your arms are going to be driving you uphill. So try that tip also, really getting your arms going. And then... The opposite question to this is downhill, maintaining balance. She says, I tend to compensate too much with my upper body, resulting in lower back pain afterwards. So what my guess is here is that she's saying she is leaning, falling forward more on her upper body than her lower body, essentially keep it breaking her, her column. And so... She's straining her lower back is how I 
is how I interpret this. And so my advice would be, so generally when we talk about running downhill, we want to maintain our cadence. We want to keep our cadence steady, right? And so if we're going downhill and we can naturally run faster, the way to maintain our cadence is then to increase our stride length. And then make sure that you do keep your column intact. You'll remember your column is your shoulders, hips, and ankles. You want to have that straight line there between your shoulders, hips, and ankles, right? So that you're not breaking that straight line because that will definitely cause lower back pain. And then as you go down, really make sure that your pelvis is engaged, right? That's what's going to support your column. That's what's going to support your lower back. And then the last piece of advice is, have you tried to engage pelvic rotation? So pelvic rotation is when we allow the force of the oncoming road to grab our leg and pull it behind us. That means that we actually rotate our pelvis. It's almost like, let's see, that your foot is staying on the ground for just a beat extra as your pelvis is rotating slightly to the back. What that will do is it'll, it'll, you won't absorb the force of the oncoming road in your, in your knees, in your hips, or in your ankles as much. You'll actually allow it to, to almost pass through you. So that would be my, my other tip of advice to make sure that you are allowing pelvic rotation. Try and play around with this. And so I'm kind of curious after you guys hear my suggestions, if this helps, let me know for sure. So I love these questions. And if you have any questions, listener, I want you to use the link in the show notes and just fill out the form. Just leave me a question and I'll make sure I answer your question here on the podcast. Because if you have the question, I bet other people have the questions too, right? So remember the theme of the season is redefine. It's a new year and I just really want to encourage you to take this opportunity to explore what this theme might mean to you and your running routine. All right. What did you think of this episode today? I love bringing you along on my runs. How did you enjoy it? Reach out, let me know, and don't forget to share this episode with a fellow runner. Let's spread the word that there's a different way of running. Can't wait to chat with you again next week. Thank you so much for joining me today on Run Aligned. If you're seeking more guidance on your running journey, click the links in the show notes. Chi running is a transformative practice that cultivates a profound mind-body connection. A connection that transcends running and enriches every facet of your life. It's healing and wonderful, and this can be your journey as well. Join our community by subscribing to the podcast. And if you found today's episode valuable, please leave a review and share it with your fellow runners. Run well and be well.